Hello everyone and welcome to the 12th episode of Dual Shockers Whipcast. I'm Giuseppe Nelva and today I will be your host as usual. If you're not familiar with the Whipcast, it's a weekly podcast in which I talk about all things Japanese, of course focusing on games, but also including some excursions into anime, manga, Japanese chiki culture and more. Today's theme is all about the big Japanese games that were missing at E3. Uh, in a tenth episode of the webcast, uh, I talked about what we saw, and in this one, I'm going to talk about what we didn't. And there was quite a bit of that. Uh, but before we get into that, let's talk a bit about anime and, and games, uh, that we played and uh, we saw in the, in the past week. About games, I've been pretty much playing like Western game mostly because of of reviews and obligations and stuff. I've been grinding like crazy uh, Mavlov Alternative uh, Strike Frontier because it's closing in three days. So I'm trying to see as much as I can of the game before it goes the way of the Dodo, uh, saving some of it as well. Uh, because, you know, sometimes it's nice to have uh, to have a memento of something you you liked. Uh, other than that, I've been playing some Final Fantasy XIV as well, and some Granblue Fantasy, uh, and that's pretty much it for Japanese games. Of course, the big one is the uh, anime season that finished. So pretty much like a lot of the anime series that we were have been enjoying in the spring season have finally finished, which means that uh, there are there are quite a few that are still going on. They are going for the full twenty four episode stream uh, into the summer season, but there a lot of them have finished. So. Uh, there have been this, this anime season, like summer, the spring anime season was fantastic. Uh, it was some real classic, like Megalobox. There were some great ones, uh, like the, like, like, uh, Wotakoi. Uh, quite a few romantic anime that, that did quite well. Like Tadakun and Wotakoi are pretty much my favorites. Uh, also 3D Kanojo was not bad. Um, uh, but really, uh, we of course, uh, got, uh, Full Metal Panic, that was great. We got, uh, Legend of the Galactic Heroes was fantastic. Uh, and of course, I think you, many of you guys that have seen the Legend of the Galactic Heroes now want to go watch the full old series, and you really should. Uh, that's really worth watching all the 110, I believe. It's around 110 episodes of, like, of the old series, and every single one is worth watching. Like, yeah, there is some filler, but not filler in the, in the, um, in the idea that we have nowadays of filler. There, there are slower episodes, let's say, but, the, but if you watch the first, the, the new series, probably know the Legend of the Galactic Heroes is not a, a quick series. It's, it has slow moments, but they are good slow moments. Uh, the, the next, the next season starts, uh, next week and there is quite a lot to watch. They're probably, I'm probably going to talk about this more in detail next week itself. Uh, but there are, there are quite a few interesting ones. Of course, there are quite a few, uh, anime that are continuing from last season. So, like, we're, we're gonna, we're gonna see more Persona 5. Uh, we're gonna see, let's see, what's, uh, what's new, what's not new. Uh, oh, new My Hero Academia. So there are quite a few. Uh, and of course, there is, uh, like, uh, it's summer, so the kids are are out of school, which means that uh, there are going to be quite a few more uh, kids anime than uh, than in other seasons. Uh, so yeah, the the 
let's say that the 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 summer season is slightly more kid oriented normally, so there aren't as many like series that are interesting to like adults. But there are quite a few. Uh, we're get, finally getting the third season of uh, uh, Attack on Titan, so that's a big one. And I'm sure I'm going, I'm going to, to like it. Uh, for Overlord fans, the third season is going to start as well. Uh, that's in eight days from now. Um, that's on July 10th. Uh, while, uh, the, let's see, uh, well, there are quite a few ecchi anime <laughs> in, in, in this series. Uh, in this season, for, for some reason, they are all like, uh, <laughs> They're all like uh, gathered in this season. I, it's definitely interesting that they all releasing in the same season. There is more than usual, strangely, because summer is normally more a kid thing. But uh, let's see, a new fate series. They're quite a lot, definitely. And uh, it's the, though looking at it from a uh, like eyeball, eyeballing the season that's coming, it does not seem to be a season as good as the previous one, which is normal. It's uh, um, it's actually pretty usual that the summer season is not the best. Uh, there is the uh, the new series, the new series named Angol Moa Gengoku Kasenki, which I've been talking about for a while, and that's basically the same setting as, as Ghost of Tsushima. Tsushima. Ah. <laughs> oh my god. Sorry, I'm, I'm a little tired. Ghost, Ghost of Tsushima by Sucker Punch. And that's actually interesting because many of you that don't know uh, much about the uh, first Mongol invasion of Japan, they're going to actually have an interesting time actually seeing some of the history behind it in this series. It it has, of course, fictional elements and all that, but it's a quite historical series. So uh, it's a good it's a good way to get introduced to the period. Uh, and... and Besides just going, you know, and, and starting to do actual research on it. So, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see which one of these anime that are coming out are going to be the winners of the season. But I'm going to talk about it more, uh, next week since that's when they're going to start. So I can, I, I can like blurb for half an hour about them, but I know I don't yet know much about what's going to be good and what is not going to be good. So let's talk about what games we expected or some of us expected at E3, but didn't make an appearance at all. <laughs> so let's start about the big one. I mean, the big, let's say conference, but it wasn't exactly a conference. It was a presentation. It was a video stream, uh, a video um, a, a video presentation and kind of like almost like Nintendo Direct style. Uh, that was Square Enix's. I was like, it was a lightning video. It was like 30 minutes, I believe, super fast. And, and literally we were covering it on, we were in, on Discord, uh, covering it with the rest of the team at Dual Shockers. And, we're, and when it ended, we were like, is that it? Really? Oh my God. <laughs> So we were like at least expecting like a last surprise, you know, uh, one more thing at the end, but didn't really come. So it was baffling a bit. So of course, the big one that was missing was the Final Fantasy VII remake. We've been hearing uh, that it's in full production now, that it's 
uh, what we haven't been hearing much. We've been hearing that production is going well. Uh, but uh, Square Enix isn't showing anything, and it hasn't been showing anything for a while. Uh, which uh, we also got an admission by uh, Nomura-san, Tetsuya Nomura, that it was announced early, uh, very early. Uh, actually, I've seen quite a few website titling uh, that it, he said it was announced too early, uh, but he actually said very early. It didn't say too early, um, which someone would say is the same thing, uh, but it, it's a different, it's kind of a different nuance, uh, and, uh, Titling too early is actually a bit of misrepresentation of what Nomura-san said, but it was definitely announced very early. And Nomura-san said that um, there were rumors about it, and, and instead of having it just leak, he preferred to just announce it officially, which is not a stance that is difficult to understand. Because, of course, when a game leaks, all those careful preparations to like surprise the audience and start on the right foot of the hype, uh, go down the drain. So it, it it's understandable. Uh, of course, that also there is also the side effect that when you announce very early, then uh, the hype kind of kind of goes down gradually as people don't see anything more new. Uh, and that's the problem. Like right now, we have been years. I mean. Almost two years. I, I don't. I don't actually remember when the last time was, which is an indication because I don't even remember <laughs> when we saw the last time the game. Uh, we are continuing to hear a little bit, some interviews, some little hints, but not much. It seemed like the last thing we saw was a like a small picture in picture inside a photograph of the studio that was like almost nicked there and like really come on. Um, I ex I definitely expected it because I, I, I they've been talking about it in having interviews, so I expected definitely to see something new about the game, but we didn't. Uh, and of course, we have to understand that they kind of scrapped quite a bit of the. We don't know how much they scrapped when they moved away from uh, development at CyberConnect Two into back into in-house development, uh, but whatever it's in. They whatever whether they scrapped everything or or just something probably just something because it's difficult to to see that they scrapped everything of the game. Uh, that's still time lost. So of course, I'm pretty sure that they, when they announced, they expected to release it like earlier than what's gonna happen. But the fact that, that they had to change development in how from into in house, that's probably something that put a big French into the will. So you know that's. There is that. Uh, that being said, maybe it would be time to show something about it, at least to, you know, give us a, an idea of what is happening. Square Enix has been doing this for a while. Uh, they've been announcing games very early, then uh, showing something about them, and then not showing them anything for, everything for anything for years, and then coming back. And that's, I don't think that's the best thing for hype and for, and even for marketing from their marketing point of view. I believe what Capcom has been doing, I, personally, I don't mind waiting for games. You guys know that. Uh, I don't like, I don't lack games to play. Uh, no one of us really does. We have plenty of games to play. So it's fine if, we, if developers take their time. But I believe that what Capcom does lately, which is announcing games six months after it's out, 
that is better from a marketing point of view. And with Monster Hunter World and Resident Evil 7, it paid dividends for them. So maybe Square Enix should like start considering that this kind of policy. Uh, then uh, that was definitely was not the last, the only thing that was missing at Square Enix conference, uh, conference video showcase that was left alive, <laughs> left alive that, that really, really, really seemed prom- promising when we saw it. And the director actually said that we're not, we would know more about it soon, but we haven't. It's been months since he said that. And I actually wonder if there wasn't a reveal like, uh, planned for E3, but maybe it didn't go through or something. Maybe they just decided to keep it for Tokyo Game Show. After all, the game was announced at Tokyo Game Show, so I wouldn't be surprised it was showcased again at Tokyo Game Show. Uh, it's been announced for 2018, but at this point, I'm a bit doubtful that it will actually come out 2018. If you don't remember what Life Lives is, Alive is, it's a survival action shooter. <coughs> Sorry. Uh, set in the same world as Front Mission series, and it has a very, very star-spangled uh, ca- uh, staff, including the Metal Gear character design uh, Yoshi Shinkawa. So that's a game that I really, really am looking forward to. Unfortunately, we really don't know at what point it is. They say that the, that the development is at the good point, and now they're more like polishing and stuff, but they haven't been showing it. So... We don't know exactly what's going to happen with that. I do not think it's going to come by this year because, like, if they even announce the release date at Tokyo Game Show, uh, are they going to announce a release date, like, in September with, with the release before December? If it happens, that's awesome. Uh, and then we have... Uh, uh, we have um, Kingdom Hearts coming in January. And... I don't know, would, would Square Enix release two big games that close to each other? Okay, uh, the scope of the games is different. Left Alive is more of an AA game than an AAA game, but still, that's, uh, I don't know. I think, I think at this point we are looking into, deep into the spring 2019. I may be wrong. If I'm wrong, I'm happy. If it gets here before Christmas, I'm super happy because I'm really looking forward to it. But I don't know. Uh, the other missing thing was, uh, kinda, <laughs> Babylon's Fall by, by, uh, Platinum Games. And I mean, yeah, we saw a trailer. Uh, we didn't saw anything else besides the cinematic trailer, so we know nothing about the game. And Square Enix said absolutely zero about it. They say, they didn't say, um, they didn't say what the game is about. They just said it's a new partnership with Platinum Games. And I'm putting it beside, between the missing things, not because we, we saw it, so it wasn't completely missing. What it was missing that I expected was to see a, um, a sequel to Near Automata. Not, not necessarily a sequel, but a new Near game, uh, considering the, uh, success of Near Automata. At this point, uh, we saw that the partnership between Square Enix and, and, um, Platinum Games has moved into this Babylon Fall. I don't think that Yoko Taro is involved. Uh, it'd be interesting to see if there will be anything else soonish by Yoko Taro with Square Enix, but, uh, at the moment we do not know that. 
then moving off to from Square Enix, uh, I think we we have nailed. And by the way, I I don't I want to make it clear I'm not disappointed that these games are not there. Uh, and not the, not just Square Enix, but every the, any games that I'm talking about because I understand that developers need their time to show them, and I'm okay with that. So I'm I'm surprised, not disappointed. I, I'm pretty sure that we'll see them down the line, even if we don't didn't see them in the tree. Uh, they have to keep something for Gamescom and Tokyo Game Show after all. Uh, so and, and many of Japanese games definitely, surely, are more focused. Uh, for Tokyo Game Show, so they probably get a more receptive audience there, even if less maybe worldwide focused and more like Japanese focused, but I can see why a lot of Japanese developers prefer to keep some of their big shot games for Tokyo Game Show, because it's their home turf. So, it's not surprising. Another game that was missing at uh, E3, and uh, it wasn't completely missing, but it wasn't during E3, like Ace Combat 7, uh, Skies Unknown, they did not actually showcase it in official, like, public manner at E3. Uh, they had the new trailer released the two days after E3. Uh, actually, the day after E3, I believe. And uh, that I don't consider that part of E3, but that was just one trailer, and it didn't show that much new. Uh, so... Like during a tree that they shown the same trailer, but only behind closed doors in, uh, at two journalists. Actually, we actually, um, our colleagues, Thomas, had seen the trailer before. Um, they, in the trailer we did see, uh, which was missing in the trailer was publicly showcased. There was a tease that the game would be present at Gamescom and, uh, Producer Kazutoki Kono-san uh, said on Famitsu that the release date announcement is imminent. So I'm expecting to see a release date announcement at Gamescom. I expect to be able to play it there, which is something that I'm really looking forward to because you know I'm a big Ace a fanboy. So yeah, <laughs> I'm really looking forward to getting my hands again on the game and possibly getting you some footage that doesn't look like crap. <laughs> so we, we, yeah, because you know, uh, you know that we, you know that we will definitely try to get some good footage of this combat. But uh, we'll see what happens. Now another game that moving off uh, Bandai Namco, let's move to Atlas. Uh, another game that definitely was missing is the new Shin Megami Tensei for Switch. Uh, I expected to see something of that, since especially since the the Western release had already been announced. Not the date, but we know that it's gonna come to the West. Not surprisingly, but we really haven't seen much. We have seen a bit of a teaser, but well, we've seen a small teaser at the beginning, and then a bigger teaser uh, going forward that was really interesting, set in Tokyo, uh, but. It was like before we see it, it was before a certain apocalypse and then after. Uh, it was definitely interesting to see the Shinagawa station. So I'm looking forward to see more of Shin Megami Tensei 5 or V or whatever you want to call it. Um, but yeah, that was completely absent from Atlas, uh, from Atlas, um, lineup ID3. Another one definitely missing was uh, uh, 13 Sentinels Age's Rim by Vanillaware, uh, published by Atlas. And uh, that's interesting because we are, we actually don't know yet what platforms, uh, the game is coming for, uh, in the West. We know it's coming to PS4 and PS Vita in the, in Japan. 
And uh, there hasn't been, uh, the game hasn't been shown much uh, lately at all. Uh, the last big appearance, I believe, was last year. And uh, it, the interesting thing is that in, uh, sorry, you're probably hearing a, a, an ambulance or something outside. Uh, if you don't, better. <laughs> in any case, um, there has been a, a small appearance of the game in a trailer by Sony, a PlayStation 4 trailer in Japan, uh, that put it into the game's coming soon. So I'm guessing that it's still a 2018 release. It's not, it has not been, uh, like massively delayed or something like that. The thing is that for the West, we haven't heard anything about it recently. We actually haven't seen much about the game at all. And, uh, it's a mystery, really, and we don't know if it's coming in for the Switch, for instance, in the West, or if it's coming just for PS4 and PC or something like that. Because definitely, uh, I doubt. Okay, not definitely, but I doubt that Atlas USA is going to release it for the for the Vita. So that they're probably going to be like other platforms in the West. We'll see. Um, we did see Catherine, um the, the remake of Catherine, so that's that's always good. Uh, just a trailer, but still better than nothing. Now, another thing that was missing was Shamu, Shamu anything. <laughs> Shamu 3 did not appear. Shamu 1 and 2, uh, did not appear as well. Uh, of course, they're, they're two different publishers. Shamu 1 and 2 is published still by Sega. And Shamu 3 is published by Deep Silver. Uh, which means that I am a bit, uh, expecting, uh, to see Shamu 3 at Gamescom because that's Deep Silver's home tour pretty much. Deep Silver is very, very big on Gamescom. In fact, in fact, last year at Gamescom, they had Yu Suzuki there. Uh, but we'll see. Uh, we really don't know. And uh, Shamu 1 and 2, uh, like Sega, did, did have a pretty sizable uh, presence, but they did not show anything new about Shamu 1 and 2, which honestly, it's it's not bothering because in the end, you know, we know that it's coming. It's I don't think they're going to have any trouble uh, releasing it, then it's it's just a remaster. They're even not not doing that much work on it, so it's coming. We have we have already seen what it looks like years ago. So uh, yeah, this is going to look a little better with higher higher resolution and, and all. But yeah, it's not going. It's it's Shamu one and two. It's nothing like super new there. Uh, but I was still missing. So we didn't have we didn't get any Shamu at all uh, at E three. Uh, now, uh, of course, <laughs> there is more, uh, there, there is another big thing. I'm talking that Square Enix pretty much had a Nintendo Direct like, uh, presentation and Nintendo, its own Nintendo Direct presentation. So, and this pretty much like was a little baffling because basically everything was missing besides Smash Bros. So we didn't see Metroid Prime, we didn't see Pokemon, the, the, I mean the actual hardcore real Pokemon that's going to come next year, we didn't see Yoshi, and we just see the Bayonetta tree. Uh, and also I was expecting to, I was definitely expecting to see some Bayonetta tree, but we didn't. Uh, I guess that Nintendo is a bit more focused on its, like, year-round direct, so it doesn't really need to uh, push uh, the... To push like E3 that much, they just do year-round news cover, news uh, uh, dissemination. So their E3 was just mostly a presentation of uh, um, of the Smash Bros. But yeah, Bayonetta, the lack of Bayonetta trip among all of them, is the one that kind of I was surprised by. Uh, also, 
I was surprised that we didn't see a port for Wonderful 101 uh, by also by Platinum Games for the Switch, uh, because Platinum Games has been teasing it like ruthlessly for a while. But, <coughs> sorry. So they really, I really was expecting to see Wonderful 101 on the Switch at E3, but we didn't. Uh, so I guess it's gonna be, uh, some, some other time. I'm not sure when or, or why or what's gonna happen, but I'm pretty sure it's coming because they wouldn't be teasing it all that much in order if, if they didn't have plans. Uh, and maybe if it didn't have actually work done on it already, uh, unless they're trying to pressure Nintendo, but I doubt it. Honestly, I think they're already working on it and all. Uh, moving on to, uh, the Bethesda press conference. Yes, there are Japanese games there as well. Uh, we didn't see anything from Tango. Um, and, uh, I was, uh, surprised there because it's been a while, it's been a little while. So I'm, I was thinking they already have, well, I'm sure they already have something new in the works. Uh, but apparently they aren't ready to show, to show it. So, yeah, that's another thing that was missing and I was a little bit surprised there, uh, because they have been releasing, they have been announcing things at, uh, at E3, uh, they've been showing things at E3, um, quite a bit. So we'll see. Sorry, someone actually messaged me on Discord and I was like, uh, what the, what the hell is that? <laughs> uh, but yeah, no tango so far. Uh, and then there are the two things, there are a couple of things more that I'm gonna talk about. Uh, one is deeps down. Okay, that wasn't something that I expected to see at E3. Capcom has been continuing to, uh, as you probably read on Dual Shockers, to uh, renew the trademark of the game, but they haven't said a pip. They haven't talked about it for three years by now, I believe, like or two or three years, a long time. They haven't seen anything in official capacity. I'm pretty sure that. The engine, I'm not pretty sure not because I heard about it, but because logic tells me that the engine, um, the Panther Ray engine is gone because now Capcom seems to be all about Resident Evil action engine that they use for Resident Evil 7 and they used it for other games as well. Uh, they're, they're starting to spread it around to all their games, their big, like, high profile games at the moment. So I think they don't need the Panther Ray engine anymore. So, I took, there are two possibilities. Possibility number one is that this deep done is gone, like canceled. And that's possible. Even if they haven't announced, they haven't officially, uh, admitted it and they refuse to, uh, there is the possibility that it, it is canceled. And then there is a possibility that they are completely repurposing it into the Resident Evil engine. And that's also a possibility. Uh, but, uh, I wasn't surprised that it wasn't there. And I would say that, I don't know. I think the, the last chance for hearing something about it is possibly this Tokyo game show that's going to come in September. I don't know. Never say never. But if I don't hear about it, then I'm going to just give up hope. And, you know, if it comes, it comes. That's great. But, eh, <laughs> you know, uh, who knows about that? Um, there was also, some people that were like rumoring about a new Onimusha or a Remaster, stuff like that, or even a new Dragon Dogma. But you know, those, those are pipe dreams. I really hope that we'll see them sooner or later, but, uh, I, I'm not holding my breath. And if they come, I, I'd be happy. Definitely. I'd be very, very, very happy. 
But at the moment, I don't see that happening really soon. Like at the moment, I see a new Onimusha right there on the on the uh, on the screen at some conference. I'm going to stand the screen. Uh, the same goes for, for goes for a new Dragon's Dogma. I guess Capcom is all over its MMORPG like or online RPG Dragon's Dogma online. Uh, so they don't see the the need to make a new one. But you know, I would really like to play a new Dragon's Dogma. Um, but yeah, uh, we'll see. Uh, also, Capcom. Like, there were some rumors that Capcom would present a new fighting game, but that didn't happen. You know what, what fighting game I want from Capcom? I definitely want a new Rival Schools from them, uh, or sure it's Justice Gakuen as Japanese title goes. But you, again, that's another thing that's a pipe dream, and I don't know if it's gonna have, if it's ever gonna happen. I would definitely love to see them you know, move from something a little different from the usual Street Fighter. Uh, we'll see. We'll see if it ever happens. Uh, but yeah, uh, another thing that was missing was uh, uh, any Ninja Gaiden news from Koei Tecmo. I know that I expected them, but, you know, uh, we have been waiting for a long time uh, for new Ninja Gaiden. And... Uh, I don't know if it's ever going to happen at the moment. Uh, well, it, it's probably going to happen sooner or later, but uh, not now. Uh, definitely, Nin, uh, Team Ninja is working very hard, for sure, on uh, uh, Dead or Alive 6, uh, which actually has a pretty like close release window because it's early 2019, so probably they're not dedicating their resources to anything else besides... Uh, besides the new Neo as well, they're working, been working on that as well. So that they already have their hands full. And I guess Neo is kind of new Ninja Gaiden in some ways. So, and then there is another one that I definitely was not expecting, but someone keeps rumoring about that, and it's Bloodborne 2. I, okay, I don't have any official word about this or any unofficial source. Uh, but I don't think Bloodborne 2 is ever happening. Uh, I think, uh, um, I think from software moved on from that. Um, and I think their, uh, their uh, deal with Sony is being fulfilled with, uh, the Racine or however, the Racine or however you pronounce that, the VR game that they announced. Other than that, I do not think, uh, Bloodborne 2 is ever coming as if it's ever coming. I don't think it's in development now. If it's, comes with could come like years down the line i really do not think that at the mo- at this moment in time it's being worked on uh we'll see uh i may be wrong um i again i don't have insider sources or anything that's my feeling and that's my feeling also from what people from software said uh, and uh, interviews and whatnot i definitely do not think it's it's in the cards right now uh, we'll see. But, uh, if you, if you, like today there was this, um, this, well, today it's going to be yesterday for you when you, when you see this, uh, when you listen to this podcast, there was, uh, a Bloodborne 2 appearing on Amazon Italy. And I'm pretty sure that's, that got some people's hopes up. Uh, but remember, but that leak between, Obligatory air quotes. It's not a leak. It's just someone that made a mistake. Uh, was probably some placeholder or something like that. Um, also include, uh, Sunset Overdrive 2 
and uh, we have been told from multiple, and I mean, my me, but multiple sources have publicly said that uh, Sensitive Dry 2 is not in the works. And I, it's not surprising because it didn't sell all that much, uh, and I doubt Microsoft is financing it at all. Um, so, and of course, the Insomniac is not doing it by themselves. Uh, also, Insomniac is very, very busy with the biggest thing they ever had on Spider-Man. So, I don't think Spider-Man, I, I think that the presence of Sunset Overdrive 2 in that leak, complete leak, in, in that, uh, mis- listing mistake completely, um, disproves its, uh, veridicity. So, uh, don't get your hopes up for Plot of 2. That's, that's my, that's my idea. That's what I think. We'll see. Uh, but <clears throat> again, as usual, I, I don't have the written word of God. So again, if you believe that it's coming, you're free to believe that it's coming. I do not believe so. Uh, and we'll see who's right. <laughs> so this is it for the games, the, that were missing that I definitely expected at E3. Uh, probably I, I forgot about some of them, but you know, uh, I think this is a pretty like list, interesting list. And I'm sure many of them we will see at Gamescom or even better at Tokyo Game Show. Uh, I don't know which ones, uh, but I'm hoping that at least by Tokyo Game Show, we're finally going to see some Final Fantasy VII remake, you know, Square Enix and some Left Alive as well. And I mean, I guess all of them, all the games that, I, um, that I've been talking about. So yeah. It's time. Uh, the Nintendo, the, the one only games that I, we may not see by them, I mean, I'm pretty sure we will not, are Nintendo ones because Nintendo does not participate in Donkey Game Show. Um, and that's a historical thing. I actually don't know why, but they, they always refuse to. May have to do with, uh, rival, rivality between, between Tokyo and Kyoto. I don't know. It's, uh, it's a, it, it's something that has been going on for years. So I really don't know why. In any case, those are the games that I'm sure that reasonably sure they will not appear by then. Uh, now I think we beat it, the, this, this topic like, uh, like a dead horse. So we can move on to the news. Uh, the news, first news for this week was, that uh, the words ended with you for final remix for Nintendo Switch as a Japanese release date, and that's September 27. It still does not have a, a Western release date. Yesterday, and I mean today, but for me, but yesterday for you, uh, we got some new screenshot also showing the difference with with like um, the 3D with the DS version and. Uh, Certainly, the art improved a lot. It's a lot less pixelated. The resolution is great. And actually, very interesting because most most uh, like remasters are done by uh, just raising the resolution, and that improves the visual, but not that much. Uh, when you actually can alter your artwork, like your two D artwork, in higher resolution, the um, the results are pretty are pretty big. So. It's it's a big big improvement. Uh, Near Automata has finally finally been released on Xbox One, and if you really care for Japanese games and you're on Xbox One, you probably should give it a try. Um, Yokai Watch World was announced from Bile, uh, actually announced and released in Japan. Uh, Yokai Watch World is basically um, Level Five's take on the Pokemon Go um, concept, um, but it's a little bit different. 
uh, and it's interesting. To, to, it would be interesting to see if it works. Uh, Yokai Watch is very, very popular between kids in Japan. So it's of course not popular as Pokemon, but it's still popular. So um, we'll see. Utawara Rumo Zen, Zan, sorry, which is the action game they're working on, action RPG they're working on, also go, got a new trailer showing the opening cutscene, and it was really great. Uh, and that's one one game that I'm looking forward to and hoping that it comes west, uh, especially since it's like it's a new take on the on the series, and uh, I really want to see if it plays well in the action RPG series so, uh, genre. Uh, then we got a super adorable announcement by, from Nanko Bandai, uh, Bandai Nanko, sorry, uh, which is Nekotomo, uh, which is a really, really cute cat simulator thingy that, uh, it's great if you have like a girlfriend to play with or like kids or little cousins or whatever. And that's for only for the Switch and the 3DS. I guess that fits the Nintendo audience very much. Um, and that's that's a, a little game to look forward to if you were missing games like Ninden Dogs and uh, and uh, it's uh, uh, it's like uh, spin-offs and clones. Um, but yeah, it was interesting. Um, then uh, um, Fighting X Slayer, uh, EX Layer, or however you pronounce it, Fighting EX Layer, I think it's the correct pronunciation, which is a spiritual success or, or Street Fighter EX, uh, celebrates its release with, uh, like, uh, it got released on, on, uh, um, like just a few days ago, and, uh, I haven't played yet, but I've been hearing good things about the gameplay, so, um, if you are interested in that kind of game, you should probably give it a look. It's only PS4 so far, but they are not excluding a PC release on Steam. That being said, it's super small team that pretty much gave me the impression that they were kind of betting everything on this game. So if you want Arika to stay around, maybe you should support them. <laughs> uh, now. Uh, a new event is coming to Monster Hunter World, uh, which is the Summer Twilight Fest. It's coming on July 13, and then we're getting back pretty much all the quests, all the event quests that have been around since the launch of the game. Uh, it, the, the quest schedule was ginormous. <laughs> uh, there's going to be uh, special game bonuses, uh, limited bounties, uh, surprises and stuff. Uh, there is also gonna be, uh, customs for, costumes for the handler and the pudgy. Uh, so it's gonna be interesting. Uh, and I'm looking forward to it. Pretty much like the spring one. Uh, this one is the summer one. So events in Monster Hunter World is pretty nice. Um, then we get a release date for Japan for Word and Syndrome. Uh, for PS4, PS Vita, and Nintendo Switch. This is actually an interesting game because it's a visual, a visual novel, uh, one of those visual novels that mix uh, mystery and romance. So it's a little bit darker than usual horror visual novel. It's still, it's still a horror game, but, uh, it's still, uh, it's a little bit darker and I don't know how dark because this kind of games kind of keep it under wraps for a little bit, for a little bit, but it's coming on, um, uh, August 30, 30. And, uh, in Japan, we don't know if the, if it has a, if it will have a Western release, but yeah, uh, it's a visual novel, but it's a, the art is by the same artist that created the Blaze Blue series. So the, the characters of Blaze, Blaze Blue series. So it's very recognizable, even if in a, it's in a different environment. 
Then we got the PC system requirements for Shamu 3. Uh, I'm actually going to read them because those are, are interesting. And uh, uh, okay, here they are. Uh, oh, OS, it's usual. Windows 10, uh, they require a 64-bit or operating system, which is not surprising. Uh, core i5 or better, uh, quote core better. That's pretty much normal. Uh, four gigabytes of RAM is actually pretty, pretty kind nowadays a lot of developers especially the ones that focus on consoles ask eight so four is good uh and then again the, the video card is a geforce gtx 650 ti or better which is also pretty pretty generous so um it's that the only <laughs> draconian uh requirement is 100 gigabytes on disk space and that's a lot I guess they're gonna have a lot of high resolution textures or stuff like that, but it, I was surprised to see that, that that's a, that's a big game. Uh, at least a game with big assets because it's, as usual, big assets that do not normally or, or like necessarily translate in a big game. Of course, I, I think it's gonna be a big game because it's a Shenmue game, but yeah. Um, it, if you don't have like a super duper great computer, uh, it's probably still gonna run. Uh, personally, I, I, I back the game, so, so disclaimer, uh, and, um, I ordered the PS4 version because, uh, I think it's gonna be better optimized than PS4, even if I normally am a PC gamer, uh, for a game like Shenmue, considering its console heritage, I just got the PS4 version. Then, uh, Nikali's Blaze Strangers, which is the fighting game, a crossover fighting game with the super snazzy opening animation, uh, has a release date for Nintendo Switch, PC, and PlayStation 4, and that's gonna come on August 28th. And that looked really good when I, when I saw it. Looked really fun with some really solid, uh, 2D gameplay. And it has Solange, so, uh, that's one of my really, that's the characters I'm really like, like, so that's great. Uh, the, now we talk about a couple of mobile games. Uh, it's been a pretty harsh period for smaller mobile games in uh, Japan. Uh, Stardy Girls by Kadokawa Game is shooting down in July, uh, at the end of July. And, uh, this, the team has been saying that they are not going to, they're now going to focus on the console game of the same, same series. If you are not familiar with Starly Girls, it's basically a mix between waifus and mechas. Uh, and, and it was very, it was actually a very high budget, uh, game with, with an anime project linked to it with really high profile, uh, voice actresses. So yeah, it, it must have been a bit of a blow for Katakawa games to, uh, to have to drop it. Uh, but, um, they announced the, the, the console games. We don't know what consoles is coming for. Uh, we actually know really, really little about it. Like almost nothing. We know that it's about Starly Girls, but I really don't know anything else. Um, I expect to see an announcement and a reveal by Tokyo Game Show. Uh, but we'll see if it comes. Uh, and more mobile game troubles. Terra Battle 2 by, uh, Yonobu Sakaguchi's, uh, Miss Walker is closing in Japan as well. Uh, earlier this month, it was announced that it would close the American servers, uh, which made me think that they would go on with the Japanese series. But there have been another problem. 
which is that uh, Silicon Studio, which worked on the game, used to do the, the, the technical aspect of the game, the programming and coding and everything, uh, decided to divest its gaming business into another company it's called uh, Creek and River or Creek, Creek and River River or something like that um, and uh, they they decided to withdraw from uh, uh, for, from game development as Silicon Studio and they quit on Terra Battle 2 uh, which kind of forced um, kind of forced Miss Walker to just close the game uh, I believe that also means I mean I believe that, that the game was not successful like it's the fact that Silicon Studio is quitting on, on, on development is, I don't think, the only reason. Because honestly, uh, if it was successful, they would give it another developer and it would go on. Like, for instance, like Bethesda did with, um, with, um, Elder Scrolls Legend. Uh, instead, uh, they just decided to quit on it, which probably means that the game is not successful. Um, which, uh, I don't think is, like incredible because they continued like working on Terra Battle on parallels with Terra Battle 2 that was a little bit of a strange engagement uh, and we still don't know anything about the console version that they promised uh, okay it wasn't the kickstarter Google promise but it was the download starter so it's still a promise they made and you know now they haven't been they haven't been talking about it for a while, and I think some people are upset about it. Especially since you know that was supposed to be the grand return of Hironobu Sakaguchi, which is for the ones that are not familiar with it, he is the father, the creator of Final Fantasy to consoles. Um, and I don't know, I don't know if now they're working on their Terra Wars, which is another mobile game, uh, but I think with another external developer, I don't know exactly what Mist Worker in doing is doing. Honestly, uh, personally, I would want to see nothing to more than you know Nobu Sakaguchi to return to make a real deal, solid JRPGs on consoles. Uh, to be honest, I, while I do not wish I, lack of success to any game, so I'm. I'm not devastated, I guess, but I'm still sad that Terra Battle 2 has to close. I wonder and I hope that, that Sakaguchi-san will finally realize, okay, the mobile game market has at its prime. Now it's declining a little bit in Japan. Maybe it's time to go back to consoles because consoles have been in the rise. So maybe you should consider that. Uh, and I really hope that it will. But yeah, that's pretty much it for the news for this week. Uh, for once, I managed to keep this epi- the, the, the episode a little bit um, shorter. We're clocking in at uh, 46 minutes. Yeah, it's not as short as I expected. But anyway, um, at least I've been under an hour. Praise me for that. <laughs> In any case, uh, thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. As usual, if you enjoyed the episode, please uh, like and subscribe on YouTube. Uh, listen to it and tell it about the show to your friends. And again, if you have criticism, please... Uh, please write it in the comments so and also if you have suggestions for future episodes please let us know so we can always improve because you know there i'm doing it by myself now and i hope i'm doing decent but obviously i'm not a professional podcaster i do it because i'm a weeb and i want to uh evangelize you guys <laughs> on the religion of witness now i'm kind of kidding but yeah i'm i'm just trying to 
talk about what I love, and I'm sure I don't do it very professionally or or in a absolutely fantastic manner, or even maybe even just good. Uh, but I hope it's still entertaining. At least, at least you you get to listen to my silly Italian accent. <laughs> in any case, that's it for today. Um, and uh, please uh, like, subscribe, and thank you very much again for listening. Uh, have a nice one. Bye.